Yo, what's up, my people? This is Amalay. Make sure you tune in to How Far and Sheila O. See you guys. Yo, what's the deal? It's Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. The homeboy T Pain right here. Hey, yo, this is Sean Party Girls and Move Around. Telling y'all, make sure you tune into How Far. Oh, girl, we're our host. Sheila O, baby. We love you. Can't wait to see you. Sheila O. That's where White Claire Jean feels home. Lord knows. Checking in, it's your girl Sheila. Oh, how far? What's up? What going? How you all doing? Hope you all keeping safe. Yesterday started as a teenager rapping in the streets of Marine Base in PH, aka Portacot, Nigeria, as a little king. But then he got bored and he started learning how to produce music himself. He made his mark first on the local scene in early 2019 as a producer, making a couple of records that got massive radio spins in his hometown, Portacot. But he thought he did not get the accolades and credits that he was well deserved to get. And you know what he did? He picked up the mic. He was like, you know what? I'm going to do this myself. When I thank God, I got the lead. Say God no ungodly. In 2019, he recorded Do Not Disturb and Hello Brother. He released his official single You in February 2020. Later on that same year, he dropped his debut EP, which included the previously released You and Bad Influence. He's coined as one of the forerunners of the modern day Afro beats. Someone that I personally think should be on every single person's radar. Omale. I'm fine now. What's good? I'm good, yo. I'm fine. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm blessed, bro. I'm blessed, bro. Thanks for doing this. Okay, Amale, as Ellie mentioned, you're one of Afrobeat on the rise artists. You, We got so much to cover with you. Let's start from the very top. Your journey from PH, Potakot, to Lagos, to the US, and now to the world. All right, let's talk about every single thing. In 2019, your first single, Hello Brother, blew up in your hometown, Potaco. Then in the same year, you got a deal in Lagos, the entertainment hub of West Africa. What role did that move to Lagos have on your career as a producer, a writer, and an artist, of course? And uh, the role of actually moving down to Lagos was, um, was what prepared uh, my song, Writing Friends. The whole moving down to Lagos and you know learning the new style of life, like you know, it was different. It was different being a music producer and just staying in the studio all day. So moving to Lagos and seeing the wildlife and everything, you know, it, it was one of the reasons why I recorded Bad Influence. So if you could, if you if you recall in the song, like I said, places where um, I'm drinking Hennessy now and stuff like that, you know, that was actually inspiration behind the song but it actually helped me because i got more exposed i came out more i didn't used to um, come out a lot like back when i was in Portugal. i came out more i met people i saw how people did it and i learned a lot and yes Omalay became Omalay. And there, and there, and there is Omale. Omale, let's talk about your style okay your style in the ep uh, get laid You've been topping charts with this new Afro pop sound that's being exposed to the world. Does someone who's within the forefront of that exposure, you know, as someone who's in that forefront of the exposure, does that put pressure on you on any way? Or does it make you want to take it up a notch? I, I love competitions. Like I love competing. I love competing with myself. Like Good. I am my I am my competition. So uh, every time um, I criticize my stuff a lot. 
I love to live by myself and putting everything that I have on a record, criticizing, go back and forth until I feel things. Like it's not basically like pressure, but it's just wanting to do more. It's not like pressure, pressure. It's just wanting to do. I feel like um, uh, get laid in. What have we done? I just like to like. There's a lot as, that I can do with music, so I always like want to touch every every place that I think that somebody could actually touch with his music. Yeah, so that's actually it for me. It's not like pressure. I just want to do more with music. That's it. Okay. I feel that. I feel that. Your writing style, we've heard you say bad influence was actually based on the lifestyle, you know, where you while you were growing up. You also mentioned it earlier ago, uh, earlier on. Is everything you write on my lake? You got to be factual now. Is everything you write a personal true life experience? I want you to keep it 100 with me now. Yeah. Give me 100. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to I like to tell my story and I, I, I feel like it is wrong to sell what is not mine even though it is not like every single time like everything that I say in my songs are like my story my, my music is basically like 70% um, life and then 20% fiction because I, I am an artist I imagine things and I put words and try to describe the things that I imagine but then the other times when I'm not imagining I am saying my story so Music is basically like 70% of real life experiences and 30% of fiction. But it is mostly my real experiences. It is my story. Like, I feel like it is wrong saying what is not true in your song. So, you know. Yeah. Now I hear you. I feel you on that one. I feel you on that one. Because, you know, sometimes some people, be, they know from the streets, but they'd be like, I'm from the streets. I'm from the hood. You know? I don't so, I don't want to know. Is that Omale? Is that you? Like, yeah, yeah. If I if I say if I say in my song, it is real. It is real. Sometimes it could just like you know it could be a little of fiction. Yeah, a little of my imagination. But it is basically the, uh, behind every single song. There's a bit of my story in it. Or possibly everything is my story. Nah, nah. I feel that. I feel that. I read somewhere that uh, you met with Burner Boy in Ghana. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, he gave you your accolades. I know that's your brother. I know yeah, big, big fan brother. of Burner. Uh, how did that make you feel? How did that make you feel knowing that Burner, you know, knows who you are and gave you your accolades as his younger brother? Uh, you know, coming from Otaku, um, I have always listened to Burner, like growing up, which was basically Burner Boy, everybody in Otaku listened to. And, um, Burner Boy, John Comite, um, you know, so meeting Burner Boy, it was like, man, it, it was, this is somebody that I've basically listened to all my life, like growing up, meeting him and, you know, coming from Portacot, like it has been for the past uh, so long, it has just been Burner who has actually, who has actually been repping the city like globally. So him actually saying a brother that is actually doing, doing the music thing, like, you know, he was really happy and I saw the joy in his eyes and I was really excited that he, he loved me genuinely, like it was obviously genuine and you know, I, I can't even explain the feeling. I love Bernard Boy, he's my brother, he's my big bro. So yeah. <laughs> I love it. I can I can see that love there. I can see that love there. and that's how it should be. Okay, we have to open up the ways for the younger ones because we want them to, you know, there's an African 
saying that you want the younger ones to do better than you because that's what keeps the legacy alive. So I'm glad that you two have that um, that bond. So yeah, that's 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 what's up. Uh, let's talk about the first concert outside Nigeria, okay? I know you know I'm going to go there, and I know you're going to tell me it's going to be in an album coming out, but hold on, hold on, Omale, Omale, hold on. Okay, I have, <laughs> I have the, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, bro. Okay, no, listen, bro, listen. So I had Salty Soul, Salty Soul from Kenya. You know, they're the giants from Kenya. I had them on the Afrozone show with Sheila O. So I asked them, I said, yo, you guys are from East Africa. My brother went out there. I don't know if you know my background of Mali. I'm also Nigerian, even though I'm in Chicago. You know what I mean? So I'm, my brother went out there, baby bro went out there and he had issues with um, Uganda. I know it's, it's still East Africa. And I said to Salty Soul, do you think the promoters were at fault or the government was at fault? And Salty Soul said, they blame the government 100%. But my question for you, Amale, is this. Do you feel you shouldn't have accepted a concert at the peak of COVID? What role you think you played? Okay. This is what, this is what I think. First of all, if I had known that, if I had known that I was going to turn out the way it turned out, probably wouldn't have gone. Yeah, probably wouldn't have gone if I had known that it was going to be something like that. But the thing is, there was clearance. There was clearance for the whole country. There was clearance for um there was police clearance. There was there was basically like clearance with the show promoters and everything. Like they had everything on check. And we were just supposed to come and they guide us through and um, do our thing and then leave. But fortunately it turned out the way it turned out. Maybe some papers were not checked properly or something and then it happened the way it happened. But if I had known it was gonna happen like that, I wouldn't have gone. But still, uh, Uganda was an amazing experience. Uh, I would always, I always like, I can't even, I can't forget like the pictures, like the faces of the people that night when I was performing. Like I felt love, like love. So Uganda uh, was an, it was a, it was, uh, it was a bad, a bit of a bad experience. But at the same time. It was a beautiful moment for me. Yeah. So bittersweet. Amale, it was a bittersweet. Bittersweet. Exactly, bittersweet. Bittersweet. All right, thank God you're alive because I was on the phone, yo. I didn't even know you at that time, but I was calling because I don't know if you know my background. Before radio oh, yeah? agent, I bring a lot of artists. So Jay-Z, Beyonce, all the major artists that have been to Nigeria or to Africa at large has been through me and my agency. And of course, I'm on radio now, the only Afrobeat show that's nationally syndicated. So I was calling promoters out there like, yo, what's up with all my leg? Can you all do something? So I'm glad it's one another bridge. Looking forward to that album. You say you're going to talk about mm -hmm. everything. Leave mm -hmm. nothing out. Uh -uh. Okay. <laughs> Leave nothing out. Omale, as, as, a, as, as a Nigerian though, as a Nigerian, bro, were you, were you happy? Were you proud that the people were fighting for you though? How'd that make you feel? How'd that make you feel that Nigeria stood up for you? You and Thames. You know, you know the thing is, uh, Nigeria fought for me. Mm. Um, I... I, why I why I always say that I don't know where the papers went wrong. I don't know the I don't know the boxes that was unchecked, but there was love from the Ugandan people. Like I could feel the love. Like even when I was in prison, 
yeah, I could feel the love. Like when I came out, they showed me massive love. So I, I I knew it was like some some sort of like few boxes that was checked and, and stuff. But apart from all of that, people showed me my love from Uganda and then my Nigerian people. They are my people, man. They are definitely. They have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> they are my people, so. Yeah, man. Oh, okay, let's talk about let's talk about Warner Music, man. Warner Music, the US. You got signed. You got picked up. You know what went through your mind when that moment happened? Oh, those are my family, you know. <laughs> um, they're my family. Uh, I I think I'll just leave. I'll just leave this detail for for later, you know. But honestly, Warner Music is my family, and I think I should just leave it at that. But oh, okay. I want you to know, and I want the people, the people, whoever's watching this right now, I want you to know that Warner Music is my family. And that's it. Okay, Warner Music <laughs> is the family. Okay, we got it. But on my leg, on my, on my leg, yeah. yourself and your team have gone a long mm-hmm. way by yourselves. Yourself and your team, you've gone a long way by yourself, you know, pushing your music and, you know, making the most of, uh, you know, social media, making the most of the spins, you know, Spotify, all the, you know, getting the numbers out there, YouTube, Spotify, etc., iTunes, you name it, right? Is there anything you're expecting from a label signage? Is there something else you think that would add, I mean, to the, the icing on the cake? What is that ice on the cake you feel that should come out from a label signing? Uh, you know, like 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 normally, uh, two heads, two good heads are better than one. Mm-hmm. Three good heads are better than two, I believe. Four mm-hmm. is better than three. So, Mathematics, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, we're just making the family bigger and helping to get works done easier. That's it, I think. You know, helping things to go smoother, easier. If it was a job for like two persons, and then the uh, the one uh, the label added like extra people from uh, another side added to my team, it just became five, and it, it just makes things easier. It just makes uh, the movement easier. You know what I mean, right? So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I get you. You froze, you froze a bit, but I got you. I got what you're trying to say. I got you. Amale, possible collaborations in the US, you know, you know, my neck of the woods. Who you feeling, you know, outside the continent? Who you want to rock with? I'm talking about producers. I'm talking about artists, you know. Who you want to rock with? Uh, a lot of people, man. I want to rock with Justin Bieber. Yeah, that's my guy. That's my guy. I want to rock with him. I see, I see. I see a good fit with two of you, though. I see a good fit. Uh, I want to rock. I definitely want to rock with Justin Bieber. I want to rock with um uh Post Malone. I love Post Malone a lot. I want to rock with, with Travis Scott. I love Travis Scott a lot too. Uh, yeah, like a lot of people. I want to work with Rihanna. Yeah, you know Rihanna is like. A lot of people I want to work with, but you know I can't mention. I just to mention a few. Like these are the guys that I could mention. Okay, you heard about Shensi in Jamaica? You heard about her? Come again? Shensi, you heard about her in Jamaica? I think I must have. Okay, all right. Okay, go check her out because I'll speak to you about her later. Okay, so let's get back to the. Okay, 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 no problem. I'll speak to you about her later. Okay. All right. 
You've had many tracks here, yeah, many tracks have been successful. You're out here now. We got you in a private mode, making more music. I can see how serene it is. I see flowers, I see trees. You know what I mean? So you're in a very serene uh, environment, you know, making more music. Which of your tracks now would you say, Omali? I know you're going to say, I love them all. Okay. I love them all. But which of your tracks made you pop your color? Which track made you feel like, eh, hey, they know I'm here now? You know, which track do you hear? You or Mali, forget your fans. Which of your tracks makes you pop your color like, I, I, this was a slam dunk? <laughs> um, honestly, one thing about me is not putting boxes. Like, opting. honestly, I've never felt like that. I, I, it's never enough. For me, it's never enough. I, um, I, I didn't get late. It wasn't enough. I think what have we done? I'm still not enough. Like I never feel like yo, like I'm the king now and stuff. I never feel like that. Yeah, I, I just want to do this thing more because I love doing it and just keep moving. That's it. Like I'm not sure I'll ever be at a point where I feel like yeah, I'm here now. I'm the king now. So. Sheila O? Is that Sheila? Sheila O, what's the deal? It's your man, Big Ron DeVoe, a.k.a. What About Ronnie from New Edition and Belbev DeVoe, real estate entrepreneur, marriage ambassador, philanthropist, humanitarian, activist, daddy, uh, husband, the whole yeah, I mean, none of that means anything right now because it's not about me, it's about you. Ask Sheila Oh, you said one question, Ron. Sheila, one question? This is some bull. But okay, if I gotta only ask one, it's gotta be a two-part. It's gotta be a two-part because I'm thinking about something right now is rising to the top. And I say, as a black man living in America, from America, born in Boston, Massachusetts, I've been to the continent of Africa a few times. You were the one that brought New Edition there and Belle Biv DeVoe there, and we thank you for that, right? Is it possible to own real estate as a black man in America on the continent of Africa? Mm, that's a simple question, but this is the B in the bigger part of my simple question. Colonizers, England, Germany, France, Italy, America, even China right now. Take, 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 taking from what was given to my beautiful black brothers and sisters right there. Such fertile and precious land. Is it possible for us to take back? what was given to us Sheila I know that's gonna be a question for the ages it may take forever to answer but I'm listening I'm all ears one love 
Hey, what's up, Ronnie? What's up, Legend? How far? Now let's get straight to the answers. Is it possible to own real estate in Africa, on the continent, in the motherland? The answer is yes. And it's also a very wise move, okay? But like anywhere else in the world, you don't want to do this online or via email. You want to make sure you visit Africa, okay? Go to any country in Africa. There's loads of countries you can visit. And then see the real estate for yourself to make sure that the land is not owned by people or families that are actually disputing or it's not a scam, okay? You want to see it for yourself, okay? Things are legit out there as well. They have... Uh, Agents as well, estate agents that I would actually show you the land, you know, let you know it's all legit, it's all prim and proper. So just make sure that you do the due diligence while you're out there. But yes, it's possible and yes, it's a wise move. So yes, do it. Now this is part two of your question. We talked about, you talked about the colonizers. You listed every single one of them. And yes, you're right. Take, 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 take. They have been taken. And Ronnie, they're still taking, all right? But you also asked, would Africa ever be able to take back? The answer, Ronnie, is very simple, yes. But it can only happen if African-Americans and Africans come together. As far as I'm concerned, the divide between Africans and African-Americans is slowing down the unity that can allow us go back and take back what rightfully belongs to us. And I also think that there's a lot of knowledge that is being lacked here. If African-Americans could take time to study the history or African history, all right, to know the roles that Africans played while they were back there during slave trade, it would enlighten us more. If Africans can take time to actually understand black history and see the roles that African-Americans played and are still playing. That's why a lot of Africans are able to come to countries like America today. If we're able to do that, knowledge is power. Together, then we can be able to take over or take back what has been taken away from us. I don't think we can do it individually. I think uniting the forces is takeover. And listen, think about it this way. And that's why some people don't want us to be united. So we have to work towards uniting one another. One love. But Amale though, you dropped a lot of hits in one album. Are you scared? Are you scared? No, level with me now. Are you scared that you're not going to meet up the your personal demands now? Are you are you scared that, man, I don't know how I just slam dunked about four, five, six tracks right now? Am I am I over? Am I exaggerating like to top yourself up? Because if you're your own competition, do you ever have that worry? Like, am I going to get more bangers like I did with my first album or my first EP? Uh, the thing is, in as much as I, I'm competing with myself, uh, it is music. It is something that I enjoy doing. I do it because I love it. It's the best way I know how to express myself. Uh, it's not about the numbers. Sometimes it's not the numbers. A lot of times for me, it's not the numbers. It is the music. Uh, some, yeah, maybe, maybe uh, I might, I, I might, I might like beat my previous record. Numbers, numbers wise, I might be, but still, it's not just the numbers. It is the music. Like I just want to see that people are feeling my music and the lyrics is doing stuff for them, and that is it. Like as as long as I'm seeing that, 
and I'm winning. As long as I put my music out and people are feeling it, then I'm winning. It, it mustn't be about like uh, the number game. I definitely want to do more numbers, definitely, because nothing is ever enough, like I said earlier. But still, as, as long as my people are feeling my music, I am winning. That's it. You're smooth. You're smooth. You're smooth. You're with it. Amala, <laughs> if you were not an artist, what would you have been? Ah, uh, I, I, I got this question a lot of times. Uh, possibly a lot of things. I don't want to be a lot of things. I want to be someone who talks to people. And uh, I definitely be something that's actually going to it's gonna actually help the world. Uh, not, I, 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 I don't want to say the world, but at least the world around me. Your I'll community. Definitely be something like exactly my community. I'll definitely be something that maybe like, I don't know, a lot of things. It might not make sense to you, but. <laughs> Tell me now. Ask your question, bro. Tell me now. I'm thinking about your album, like Omali's body influence. I did, I did, I did. Oh God, I did smoke this. I did this. <laughs> Yo, Omale, if you were lyrically a genius, you know you're young. You're a lyrical genius, bro. I'm gonna give you accolades. Trust me. You know Thank you are you. young, baby. You. So I'm like, what? Well, what else would Omali? Do? You know, what else would Omali be? You know, there must be a profession I'm that you think, like, you know. Uh, I mean, what, are you a pilot? I'm a, a doctor? No, no, no. A police? I'm probably like, I'd probably be like an imam. If I'm not an imam, I'd be a pastor. You know? Maybe, yeah. just maybe. Nice. Just maybe. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Or maybe just, just somebody who talks to people about doing good stuff. It mustn't be like an imam or a pastor, but like, you know, these are the most popular ones like you. I see you like Kanye West. You see these geniuses, like that's how Kanye West is right now. He's like, ah, no, no, are you gonna be a young Kanye? You know, it's all about his religion. But no, let me let me not stress you. Let me not stress you. Omale, what's next for you, fam? I wanna let you go back to creating more beautiful music so we can keep doing this with you and pushing your platform. But what's next for you, bro? I'm um, an album working a name, like I'm somewhere in an island. Um just Finding my piece, working on my album. Uh, my album is definitely going to be fire. That's what's coming up next. And then after my album, there's going to be more on my name. I'm the guy who makes music, and I just keep making music until until the end of time. Until I can't make music anymore. So yeah, expect more of my name. Expect more of my story. Expect more of my music. But what's next? It's my album. So yeah, my album. <laughs> Do you know when? I know you can't give us a date, but is uh, it this year or is it next year? You know, just tell us yeah, which year, 2021? Probably, definitely, but no problem. Definitely this year, my album's coming out. Definitely this year. I don't have a date in particular. As a matter of fact, I'm not even sure I have up three songs off the album yet, but as of, as of the time we are doing this interview, I'm not sure I have up three songs off the album. Like, Three songs on the album that's already recorded. I'm not sure I have it, uh, so I can't give a date now. But I'm sure my album is coming this year, and it's gonna be fire. I know it's gonna be fire, Amale. What <laughs> brings joy? Amale, what brings joy to your heart? I see you smiling. I see you laughing. You're like an easy guy. What what brings joy to your heart? Like. Are you close to your mommy? Are you close to your mama? Your mommy's boy? I don't know. Like I, I, I see this side of you that I want to know more about. I, I, I love my mom. I love my mom a lot. But I love 
I love being by myself. It makes me happy. Like I can think. Like being in a place like this. Obviously, I'll be happy. Like being away from all the hustle and bustle of the city and everybody wanting to take. Oh uh, yeah, not all that stuff. Yeah, it just <laughs> <laughs> makes me happy. Yeah, just by myself, and you know, you feel healthy and stuff. And makes me happy. Make more music that gives me joy. That's it. All right, Omale. I appreciate you. Thank you so Thank much you. for doing this with us at the Afrozone show. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you I'm for having me. me. Thank we you look for forward me. to doing more stuff with you, fam. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right. Thank you.